0: Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
1: חברדים ראיתי потай, тутей садеться в חיוך хмука, רציתי лете фетле хаях, הבנתי то не בשביל ни шатика, ви шпила хало моча мати це одaj, але став ножтри לעוד יום תפל של אהבה זדוקה The Eichmann, the Eichmann, the Eichmann, the Eichmann, the Eichmann, the the Eichmann, Le another day, of love, and the fall of Ahab was ducal. For the of Abrahim rai di ez fatay, tutes <laughs> ade zabuch i mukar, razitile la tef bet le chayay, kinome
2: hello welcome to abracadabra create what you speak i'm ilan azulay i'm your host spiritual mentor and a sound therapist for you who are ready to reclaim your power find your gifts and map them with no fear and from a place of love, I hereby accept to myself the due commandment or the utterance of love, your neighbor, your friend, your partner, your gardener, in the same way that you express love to yourself. And the focus is first on ourselves. How do we speak to ourselves? What do we talk? What do we say? What do we intend for ourselves? And when we are in a place of harmony, we can shine the light. To the rest of the world, this program is a program of empowerment. And in this program, I bring people and guests that share their gifts to the world. They bring their understanding, their 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 gifts, whether they're artists, spiritualists, IT people, anybody that is here to show their gifts, to show their light. And today, I have a wonderful guest that our our paths are quite you know we have quite similarities there, like. Many times we do with people that we meet. Brent Hunter. Uh, Brent Hunter uh, has two graduate degrees, 12 professional certificates in knowledge management, change management, project management, uh, agile methodology. Uh, Brent is a master and and certified in knowledge um, management. He is an IT person. He's author of five books. We're going to talk about a couple of his books today. He is a producer. A former psychotherapist and a national certified counselor and today he's actually the um, manager of the cybersecurity department in in uh, warner media and so he has a lot of things to share in his new book the power of knowledge management it's a it's, it's a great book a lot of tips a lot of great tips and a lot of great ways on how to handle the tips and we'll talk about this but i want to bring Without further ado, I want to bring in uh, Brent. Brent, and let's see, uh, let's see here. Okay, so if you can unmute yourself, Brent. There you okay. are. There you are. Can you hear me? I can hear are you. Eli? Hi, Brent. How are you?
0: i'm fabulous how are you today
2: i'm wonderful thank god and thank you and uh, you know there are so many things that i omitted from uh, uh, from your introduction so uh, please tell me a little bit t- tell us a little bit about about yourself about what i missed and what because you have so much information and um, and uh, so so let's talk about let's talk about and let's dive in but before we dive in i really want to follow on your practice which is a great practice So why don't you tell us about this practice?
0: Okay, thank you, Elon. Um, So this practice that you just referred to, I call it the 10 seconds of silence practice. And um, I I think the best way to to explain it is to actually just do it. Mm -hmm. So um, what I'd like to do is to offer uh, the opportunity of uniting by sharing 10 seconds of silence by reflecting on the importance of equality, inclusion, and fairness, and let the 10 seconds begin now. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so this is very powerful, Elon. Um, this is a practice that I use uh, at work. Um, and, and by the way, I just, I just need to have a slight um, uh, correction to the title that you mentioned. Uh, thank you Please. so much for that warm and beautiful, beautiful introduction. Um, I'm actually the senior director of the Cybersecurity Program Management Office. Okay. Um, very large, complex organization at, at Warner Media. Like the title, very large event, and um,
2: complex. <laughs> a yes, a lot of, a lot of
0: words, <laughs> a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah. the 10 seconds of silence is, is something I'm, I'm really excited about, Elon, because it's it's something I do for most of the meetings that I, I conduct at work that are larger than maybe six or seven people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I bring a large group of people together, that's how I start the meetings uh by sharing 10 seconds of silence it's very profound and and people um have told me that it really makes a difference it makes a difference in those 10 seconds while people are thinking about the importance of equality inclusion and fairness and sometimes i also throw in um you know a right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and and concepts like that that are universal concepts And so this 10 seconds of silence I find is a doorway or kind of a window in the sense that it opens up um, the possibilities for other conversations. So maybe later in the day uh, or after work, maybe if you're out in the garden or if you're working out or you're in the shower or doing whatever, uh, you might actually contemplate what those 10 seconds were about at that point in time and start thinking about what's important to you and our priorities and things like that. So... so yeah for sure very powerful practice it's very powerful this not only in yeah, i sorry um, yeah i was just going to mention um, that we can use this this practice not only in work uh, at work but we can we can also use it at home in in our personal lives and our personal relationships and family relationships so yeah
2: of course yes it's it's really uh you know people think about meditation now, I work with sound and i and, and we do sounds I do sound therapy and work use sound as a tool to penetrate through that shield that is so uh so thick from all the day's activities and all the day thoughts and 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 all that junk right but you know people think about meditation and people think, "Oh now I have to sit for half an hour, I have to sit for forty five minutes and actually five minutes or a minute is a mini meditation ten seconds is just an opportunity to stop rowing for a second the boat, you know, stop rowing just to see. And so this is, this is a great practice. And especially because, you know, you come from an IT world, you're in an IT person and this is where we also connect because also in my, I see it as my uh, kind of not so distant, but distant world that were uh, certified uh, apple certified and all these uh, management of systems and everything so i know exactly where you're coming from and security and all that and infrastructures and how everything is has to be organized and accessible you know and you're also in film and you know i don't know if you've done uh, but but you know in documentary the issue the, the main issue is access and how you access and this really ties how i see it to this to the book to the knowledge management so yeah this this is um this is this is good this is good so t- t- tell Thank me a little you. bit more but tell us a little bit more about yourself tell uh, wh- wh- how did you start you grew up in you were born in brooklyn right
0: i was i was born in brooklyn and uh, lived there for a very short period of time maybe a year or so and then we moved to uh, Long Island and then we moved uh, to upstate New York. Um, I grew up in upstate New York and then I went to uh, undergraduate school in upper upstate New York mm. at Berkson University, uh, about a half an hour away from Canada, from the Canadian border. Um, <clears throat> after I finished school there, uh, I moved down to Philadelphia uh, where I worked at uh, GE Aerospace. Mm, and, wow. uh and that was when I went through the General Electric, uh, the, the Fast Track GE Information Systems Management Program. So it was a fabulous, uh, amazing experience. Um, and that was when I started to develop my interest in psychology. So uh, I started uh, the graduate program at Villanova University um, in counseling psychology. So, and, so, so, so uh, sorry to
2: cut you. Sorry to cut you off, but you have so many sure. interesting things here. So I'm, I'm going to like.
0: Please, yes. <laughs> so, yes.
2: did you always were you always uh, into technology? Were you always like you said? Oh, I'm going to be. I'm going to be technology. I like the way things are. I mean, was that a thing for you since you were young?
0: Yes, uh, technology gadgets. Um, yeah. You know, electronic kits. Uh, you know that my parents used to purchase for, uh, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or mm-hmm, birthday mm-hmm. gifts or whatever. Um, you know, like building the building of the little ham radios and, and yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, technology
0: this. and computers were <laughs> always very, very interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I remember um, those gliders. We used to be a radio for the gliders, you know, for the airplanes. Ah, yeah, radio airplanes.
0: Yeah, the remote control.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that? Wow.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I have an interest in, in that too. The, the remote control devices—they're—they're they're pretty fun. Yeah, technology in general is just something that uh, is fascinating to me. It comes easy, and um, and I've always enjoyed it. So,
2: and and yeah, then you I went. And, with, go ahead. We're in yeah, I
0: was just going to say I started with computers when I was in high school.
2: I see, so, I yeah. see, and and then you went into psychology. Now, here is the thing. Usually, you, and when I say usually, I remember from where I come from. You know the time, the era. You know, and 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 the, and the role that I read that you are in technology is similar to come what I can identify with because this is what I've been doing when I when I was in, in in technology. It's really standing in the intersection between them and them, right? And being able to understand the language of all uh of all who are communicating to me at that time and related to the other almost like a router and so so i understand your 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 thing for psychology um but how did that really happen i mean usually you know when somebody is in the technology and old technology they want just the gadgets and you know and they're in here you know um how, how did you how did you uh, stumble or did you uh, on te- upon technology upon uh, psychology
0: Yeah, that's a great question, Elon, um, because I I was always interested uh, in technology um, and gadgets and things like that. um, And my undergraduate degree was math and computer science. Mm. Um, When I when I started working at GE, I was working, you know, in technology. Um, And it was through this management program that I was just referring to, the the information systems management program, uh, you basically work every six months, you, you work in a different area, and then you change your job, and you have a totally different job, totally new manager. Well, one of my assignments um, was working in employee relations. Mm-hmm. And so it was all about people. And so I hmm. decided to take some classes, um, because it was it was interesting, and it was directly related to the work I was doing at GE. So mm-hmm. it, the first class was uh, an organizational psychology class. And it was fascinating. I loved it. Wow. And um, I always um, uh, really have a very deep desire to understand people at a deeper level. So these classes were amazing. And I just kept taking more and more of the graduate level classes until one day they said, hey, you have to you have to enroll here in the graduate program if you want to take any more of these classes. And I happily did that and, um, and, and, and got my graduate degree in psychology. You have two of those. And from there... Right? Um, well, the first graduate degree is actually the information systems management gotcha. program. It's generally considered to be an, uh, a master's degree in information systems.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, the, the psychology degree is uh, a master's degree in counseling psychology. And so part of what I had to do was to be a psychotherapist. And mm-hmm. so while I was working at GE, one of the things that I did at night and, and, and on the weekends was I was a, I was a psychotherapist. And so it was fascinating to me. I really liked it. And I liked it so much that I decided that I wanted to change my career. Mm. So I, I sold my house uh, in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I moved to Chicago and attended the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. It was a doctoral program. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, I, I attended the first year. And that's a whole other story. It's a long story. But uh, I decided that the field of psychology actually wasn't what I wanted to do
2: because there were so no did gadgets did in it super
0: well <laughs> yeah no gadgets uh, yeah it it just uh, yeah like i said it's it's actually a whole other it's a whole uh, thing
2: there's no gadgets uh, in it. it's
0: a whole other conversation that i would love to to chat with you about sometime yeah uh, no, i know. You know i hear you have, i hear you have time but
2: i hear about technology because <laughs> i come to technology from music and then mm. and then found the, the technology and the digital audio when they started but from music but anyway let's let's go ahead. Fascinating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. So I decided at that point, when I was in Chicago, and I decided, okay, this is not what I want to do it was psychology, mm-hmm. then what am I going to do? And I thought, well, I'm going to go back into the business world into the world of technology. And then I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to, you know, fulfill my desire to help make the world a better place, somehow on a volunteer basis, as opposed to full time basis. And uh, it turned out that that was a a really good move for me because that's what put me, you know, squarely back into the world of business and technology. Um, And, uh, and, and that includes, you know, building software systems, uh, Mm -hmm. building uh, and uh, also hardware systems, Mm -hmm. uh, digital um, equipment for computers that you plug Mm -hmm. into the computers to interface with the outside. world. So I was able to, you know, go back into the world of technology and then, um uh do other things uh to to help make the world a better place
2: so basically so so what you're doing really sounds to me like like a sweet spot where you are combining your first of all you have the love to technology which now you're in warner media i mean technology more technology than that you know and media and entertainment and you are a filmmaker and the producer and stuff like that so so that's uh so that's uh uh that's a whammy, so to speak. And then you have working with people. And really, so you're working with different departments, really. And, and I can totally relate to this because this is so I can see as I'm speaking with you and you're describing this to me, I can see it in front of me, I can see the the, the way that I would talk to certain people in certain departments, because that's a certain language. And then there is the other language. You know, there is the skit, a Saturday night live when they call the IT person and he's trying to explain to the, to the CEO and then it doesn't move, you know it's longer to explain to you than to do it so i'll do it you know that's the stereotypical uh, it but i, I really yes. can see that t- sitting and, and explaining the different speaking differently speaking in layman in, in simple terms in simple terms uh, what the person needs it doesn't they don't have yes. to know how you get it how you do it they just need to know that they're going to get it you know
0: yes yeah, Yeah, I love yeah. the way you, you just uh, mentioned all that, Elon, and you mentioned something earlier about talking to this group of people and talking to that yeah. group of people. and I think this is another one of these um, commonalities in our background, because um, that's exactly the sort of thing that I, I, I view myself as in fact, I've said, I've, I've said for many years that I'm a bridge. I'm a bridge yeah. between the technology people who mm-hmm. speak all of the technology <laughs> you know, the language of technology, and the business people. Who, um, for for the most part, you know, they don't know all of the technical details, but they don't need to. They understand things from the business perspective. Um, They understand what they want to achieve from a business perspective. And so being able to speak different languages and bring those two groups of people together. You know, that's fascinating.
2: That's fascinating because I'm sitting here and I'm meeting you. And as I was going through your material, I was like, you know, and and, and then... um, I was going through the other interview and then I got these books and then I started looking and I was like he's doing exactly this is exactly I know exactly what he's talking about you know I know exactly where he is you know it, it you know we meet people here's the thing, and this is what I talk about all the time because this is really it's like the law of attraction and 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 it's not like it is the law of attraction but it is really what we think and what we um invite in our intentions because underneath all this there is intentions it's like we will talk about a little bit in the about the pyramid but underneath underneath the other side of the pyramid that we'll get to the other side that you're talking about but underneath that four levels of pyramid that we'll talk about underneath there are words thoughts and intentions you know, so there are these driving forces that are that are there. And when we meet somebody, when we meet people, uh, we, it's many times reflecting where we are, because we are we meet people because we are reflections. We're projections and reflections. So I'm sitting and I'm, and I'm watching you and I'm talking with you and you're sharing all this. And I could just see that all sitting exactly. And this is fascinating. This is why I lo- this is why I love to do what I'm doing. Because of these kind of synchronicities, you know, and, and this is where I call it, I call this when, when two people or more they come together and, and, and in synchronicities, this is our points of entrance to the stories. I call it the kissing points of our synchronicities. This is, this is really what it is. It's like two circles. And we come and we meet and we, and, and we share. And from that, there is a spark. So poof, and then it comes more. And this is really what it is about. So first of all, I'm, I'm, I want to reiterate, I'm happy that you're here. I'm glad to, to have this conversation with you. And uh, this, is, this, Thank is, you. this is great. You know, let's talk about the book. Because the knowledge management. This is really about, and how it ties, I'll tell you, with Kabbalah and Shamanism this year, okay? The knowledge management, so here's the thing. There is is a theme every year, every year that we're going through. And the theme of this year, really, and really what I see is happening, is not as much as what we know or, or how we know it. It is yes, it is the access that we get to it, but it is the integration. It is the integration of all that we know. And and our mind, our monkey mind, really many times tell us that we don't know what we really know, but it tells us what we don't know, so we think that we know what we don't know. And then we start making things up. And so it is really an integration, an integration of all of us together. And this is what I this is how I see this. I see this knowledge management, not about the knowledge, but about the integration. And management is integration because in order to integrate to create a mesh, you have you have to manage that or or to understand, to understand because really it flows it flows it flows. So this is what I really like it is about integration. So maybe you can tell me tell us about the, this book and about the knowledge management and there are some, I know that there are some some. Um, some tools that you are sharing here, so we'll not go to we'll not go through everything, so people can actually get the book. Uh, uh, but yes, yeah, sp- speak to that a little bit. Speak to that to this knowledge management. Sure, that you are going. Sure, to, sure. Doing.
0: So, <clears throat> um, I think probably the best way to, to describe it a little bit is that um, I came upon knowledge management, the whole field of knowledge management, after spending many years in technology and in project and program management and as i started to get more and more experience in project and program management i started to to become exposed to additional things like change management for example and there's a lot of and and, uh, organizational change management and a lot of other bodies of knowledge yes and it wasn't until i came across knowledge management where i recognized that what knowledge management was all about to your point is about integrating. Hmm. It's about mm-hmm. how do we holistically integrate multiple bodies of knowledge, whatever the bodies of knowledge are. The ones that I typically focus on in, in my job day to day, like I said, is the project program and portfolio management, change management, knowledge management, but it's the knowledge management that brings it all together and that integrates everything together. Yeah. So that's why it's, I'm so passionate about knowledge management. It It is, um, as you mentioned, it's one. It's one of my books, and uh, yes. one of the one of my other books is called the Rainbow Bridge, which is which is all thing. about.
2: Oh, that's the mini. Yes, there you that's, go. That's the mini one. That's the mini. There is another edition. one, yes. right? It's great. It's great. There it combines is. many tools from from different uh, philosophies and, and and religions and and just. Uh, it's like a pocket. It's really a pocketbook. book. It's really just to pick it up and just look at it. Yeah.
0: The Rainbow Bridge illuminates the common ground in the world's religions. And so it's, it's all about universal wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I initially published the book in 2001, hmm. but never, ever, in all the years that I've been working with and living the values and the principles that are contained within the Rainbow Bridge, never did I actually think to myself, I found my calling. I never thought that until I came across knowledge management, when I came across knowledge management, I thought, now this is my calling, because it's all about integrating. It's all about bringing everything together. So knowledge management, I view everything now through the, the lens of knowledge management. Mm. And um, and again, it's, it's about integrating many, many potential different bodies of knowledge into something that makes holistic sense.
2: So th- this is great. So. So how do you okay before before I go to how do you resolve conflicts within uh, integrating certain things that have conflicts just because of themselves being the way that they are and occupying the space that they do there are some and and that's the management but what I saw here in the in the book and I tell you it was in uh, was talking about the seven key pillars of knowledge management right and but what i what i noticed is that it's mostly dealing and maybe that's because your work it's mostly dealing with with teams and 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 group of people but how does one go about okay i want to read it for myself well what team the people the friends the members do i you know how can somebody take it and integrate it and 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 mold it to fit their own, maybe somebody's lonely, he doesn't have anybody, he's reading the book, he found the book, whatever. How does somebody is taking that and making use personally out of this without the dependency, at least at this moment, uh, on a team or a group or a company?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a fabulous question, Elon. Um, so there, there's different elements of knowledge management. And one of the things that I talk about in addition to the seven key pillars is what I call the seven key lenses hmm. of knowledge management. And the seven key lenses refer to, like imagine if you had a magnifying lens or or you know a pair of glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm going to apply KM um, in the business world, and so that's the business that's the the business lens, right? Mm-hmm. But I can also apply KM in our in in my personal life, and we can apply KM in our personal lives. So that is called personal knowledge management. So if you want to focus on Elements of knowledge management that don't have have anything to do with other people or teams or organizations or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, It's personal knowledge management. And I'm actually um, giving a workshop. I've been giving a workshop since the beginning of of October, a free workshop um, that introduces people to the subject of knowledge management and specifically personal knowledge management. Mm -hmm. Because personal knowledge management is a way of integrating the knowledge that we have about ourselves and uh, about attaining self-knowledge and increasing the knowledge of ourselves. And in the process of doing that, you know, we can achieve a sense of inner calmness and inner peace and greater capabilities uh, on the job, whatever it is that we do. Yeah, yes. This is great. This is great. Yeah. So that's that's why I call that personal knowledge management or or personal KM.
2: Okay, this is great. You know, when uh, we when we started the 10-second silence before when I was preparing, actually, and I saw that the first step that you have in the pillar, reduce knowledge discovery time. So, which means you're not really stopping. You're just reducing the discovery time of knowledge. But here's the thing. If I come from a place, if somebody comes from a place where, like we're talking about, uh, uh, you, you know, you mentioned it, up to a certain time, people knew that earth is flat. They knew that this was a thing, you know, right? This was a thing. So let's bring it down personally. Uh, if I come with a baggage, so to speak, and my trunk is loaded with all I come from in my 40, 30, 50 years, I'm kind of trying to confuse you here. So you don't really know how old I am. Right. But, <laughs> uh, but, but, but let,
0: if you're you in know, your 20s, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: For sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. You get an extra, extra minute. Um. <laughs> so so, first of all, the, and this is what I do with sound, but but first of all, the risk has to do a, a stop. A stop in 10 seconds is great, but it's really never enough because all the topics that you mentioned to, to, to think about in the 10 seconds, it's just more than the 10 seconds themselves, each one of them. So it is really about stopping... And and, redu- and and taking away clutter, and revealing things, and doing cleansing, and energetic cleansing, or any kind of cleansing that will start the process of decluttering. So we can feel we can fill up the information, we can fill up more information. So why we may reduce the time of discovery? I'm still in in a pedaling mode. I'm still pedaling to to move forward. But how do I? I would think that the first thing would be to stop let's declutter first or let's unlearn. Or are you saying first of all let's learn something so we can unlearn the old thing
0: uh, well uh so,
2: I said a bunch so
0: the bunch of things here. The seven key pillars <laughs> pardon
2: I said a bunch of things here.
0: <laughs> yeah there there were a lot of great questions there. Um the seven key pillars are the way I would describe it is they they it, it gives the seven key pillars give us a tool for applying knowledge management, for actually doing knowledge management in mm-hmm. an organization. Mm-hmm. And so um, the the order of the pillars is not necessarily very important, I see. Um, but yeah, but, but one of the pillars is to reduce knowledge discovery time. So what I mean there is um, anything that we can do to reduce the time that people spend searching for information and knowledge,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: Then whether it's in their personal lives or whether it's in the workplace, everybody can benefit from that it, to, to the extent, it, if it takes me five hours to, to look some stuff up on the internet or, or anywhere, you know, that's, that's five hours, right? But yeah. if, what, what if I could do all that research in 20 minutes, because everything was actually brought together in a place that made it easy for me to find the information. Right. So that's what that pillar refers to is to, is the activities that you can take uh, that you can undertake to reduce knowledge discovery Mm -hmm. time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah. You know, let's uh, bringing it onto a more spiritual, because this, this program really, and, and the way that I, Look at things; everything is through a spiritual lens. You're talking about lenses, right? And mm-hmm. and 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 I believe, and I see that everything physical has a spiritual reasoning and cause. Everything 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 starts from a spiritual. It's like the car and the driver. The car is our body, the driver is our soul. So without the soul, the car won't drive. Now you can put it on idle, but that goes into a whole different realms of kabbalistic. What happens to the part, particles of the soul and so if we look at the tree of life, which are which are 10, 10, 10 levels of our existence and it goes into 10 utterances of how the world was created. But the first one uh, is Keter and then we have knowledge and wisdom. Okay, those are the next. And then under understanding is the feminine that combines the knowledge and wisdom and creates the understanding. And you have this pyramid in the book the the dikwi the D I K W, right? That is that is a pyramid that it starts um, the data, right? And you and you and you will talk about this better the data, and the information, the knowledge, and the wisdom. So it's interesting how they trickle down or trickle up. The way that you wrote it in the book, they're kind of trickling up, right?
0: Yes, yes. So the, the general idea is uh, that you're referring to here, Elon, is um, what they call the D-I-K-W pyramid, also known sometimes as the Knowledge Pyramid or the Wisdom Pyramid. And it consists of four layers. And as you said, it sort of starts at the base of the pyramid. So at the ver- very base of the pyramid is data. And data is basically facts. Facts and figures is data. Um, And the the layer above data in this pyramid is information. And information, the connection to data is that when you put data into context, then it becomes information.
2: So it's the context. context. That's what I was going to ask you to context. Yeah. So the context that makes it the information. So basically, the meaning that we put to something becomes informative. So we we create some kind of an attachment to something or some kind of a bonding to some some information. If we're bringing it on a personal level,
0: right? Exactly, exactly. So there. So once you put the data into context, then it becomes information. And I'll I'll give you an example. Let's say I I said eight to you. Well, what does eight mean? Uh, you could say, well, eight m- m- means that I just ate lunch or breakfast or dinner or something. You could think maybe that's what I meant when I said eight, or you could say, well, you're talking about a number, the number eight, Mm -hmm. which is one larger than seven. Um, But we don't really know if I say eight, what does it mean? It doesn't really mean anything, but the moment that we put it into context, for example, if we say eight apples, Mm -hmm. now suddenly the universe has gone from some gigantic number of possibilities about what that eight could mean. Mm -hmm. Now, eight apples. Now, if you have an experience, if, you, if you've ever had the experience of making an apple pie, then you might remember in your head, ah, eight apples. That's, it takes eight apples to make an apple pie. So, so there's data at the bottom of the pyramid. Data in context becomes information. The next layer above information is knowledge. And knowledge is defined as being understanding that's gained through experience. Understanding. So Mm -hmm. the understanding when you understand something, it's a mental activity, right? It's something that Mm -hmm. you get it. You get something. Two plus two is four. Mm -hmm. Oh, I understand. Two plus uh, two is four is the same thing as, um, uh, you know, five minus one. I understand. That's a mental activity. Is is uh, what knowledge is. It's an understanding. Mm -hmm. And so, data, information, knowledge, and at the top of the pyramid is wisdom. And wisdom is knowing. Knowing something, knowing concepts, knowing when to do things, when not to do things, when to say certain things, when not to say certain things. So knowing uh, is a very all-encompassing kind of, kind of activity. So the difference then between knowledge and wisdom is that knowledge is a mental activity. As I said, it's a rational mental thing that happens in your mind where you understand something logically. And wisdom is when you know something, and you don't necessarily need to understand something in order to know it.
2: And, and that explains uh, and, that ex, and that explains channeling and understanding of things and seeing things that are a noetic sense, as it's called.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes, the the knowing, the, exactly. So um, very often, what will happen is when you gain understanding, then you also gain, or you can gain, knowing after that. Um, but the, the, the important distinction then is that you've got data, data put in context is um, information, and then above information is knowledge, which is understanding gained through experience, and then mm-hmm. wisdom is at the top of the pyramid, mm-hmm. which is knowing. And the connection there, the knowing part, this is basically wisdom. So universal wisdom. Uh, is what I talk about in one of my other books, *The Rainbow Bridge*. That is all about universal wisdom universal that's wisdom. contained within the world's major wisdom traditions.
2: Of course, of course, and and uh, and some of them are being coming. Some of them are coming to us through books, and some of them are coming to us through uh, downloads, through channeling, and so. So there is a this is a wealth of information, and so really, it's an integration of all these, all these. Um, all these knowledges, all these data and how to make, you know, it's part of, 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 uh, it's interesting. We're talking about the same things, but in different, from different worlds, from different uh, streams, let's put it this way that I think would be the more accurate way because it's really, it's, it's about like, it's like the process of meaning making. It's like, how do we make meaning? What is meaningful to us? Right? So, and that's why many times we take things personally Some people will take things personally. And when we say don't take things personally, it means that don't make the attachment, the correlation between your own personal experience to what is happening here. Because then it creates all kinds of of movies and all kinds of things that are inaccurate on the reality level. And so so it's similar to that. I mean, or they're similar in this connection, in the way to relate to information, in the way to relate to information there... It, it's it's similar it's all together it's all the same thing and everybody is apart it's all singularity and all together you know and this is the junction of sen- of standing the inter the the the, the how do you say it? the the, interjun- the the junction between all these worlds yeah you know? this is this is this is beautiful this is wonderful so sure so uh, you have a workshop coming up and so when is your next uh, workshop going to be
0: uh, the next workshop is going to be Saturday, the 21st.
2: So it's next Saturday. 12 PM, it's a coming Saturday. Okay.
0: time. This coming Saturday, yeah. Yep.
2: Okay, so I'll put the link here if you want. Uh, um, we'll put the link here for people to, uh, to go to your website and uh, you will have the information on your website?
0: I will, yes, yes. Okay. It, it uh, describes a little bit about the workshop um, and, and what people will learn in the workshop. Um, there is no cost the uh it's normally a roughly $300 workshop fee is being waived uh oh. until further notice.
2: Well this is generous. So you everybody is watching it. You are watching it because you have you are here and the reason you are here is because you're not over there. So you're here and so if you're here there there is a reason for that. So take advantage of that. This is here for you um and and, and it's a gift so and thank you and um, we are already uh <laughs> we're already at the top of the hour almost and so wow. yeah it, it is Goes when, when it's fascinating it's really fun it's really going mm. you know it, it's just fascinating it is what it is and the background behind you is great i love the colors look at the colors oh thank
0: right you now. thank you and by the way speaking of background ilan um there's there's something that that i haven't shared about my my background personally um, yes. my mother was born and raised in turkey uh-huh. And so she's hundred, she was a hundred percent Muslim. Uh, my father was, uh, Jewish and mm-hmm. they raised me and my two sisters as Methodist Christians. And as if that wasn't confusing enough to a child, uh, my father was also very interested in, in, um, Zen Buddhism and in meditation, specifically transcendental meditation. Wow. And, and so, um, so I have all of that as part of my background. So you have everything. Yeah, it's a lot of the key traditions. And then I yeah. s- supplemented that, you know, learning about all the other traditions, um, literally over decades, uh, you know, in, in, in my life. Um, but it's, the, it's that background. It's basically being exposed to that. And then also, you know, my father brought me and my two sisters to learn how to do transcendental meditation. I was 12 when he brought us to, to learn how to do this form of meditation, mm. and so I've been meditating ever since I was twelve, and it turned out it was an amazing gift uh, that my my father gave to us. Um, so that's just a little bit more uh, background. Yes, because about we really myself. didn't
2: talk. We really didn't talk about about this wonderful book. We really didn't. Uh, so so I'm glad that you brought this up. This is really a uh, this is really a, a, a wonderful addition, or or should I say, maybe we should you. start with that actually. This uh, To have us so yeah, thank you, thank you for, thank you for uh, sure. for sharing that, and thank you for for coming and and bringing this knowledge and this how to and this information. So this is really wonderful. And, and thank so,
0: you as well, Elon.
2: You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for who you are here. Everybody who is here, this is really for you. So let's be light. We have enough darkness in the world. We are just before the the holiday of Hanukkah. And in Hanukkah, the festivities of light, it is where this little small candle, the small candle that will evaporate darkness, it is in the evaporation of, of, of this, of darkness really, it is not or just move to the corner. And um, at the core of, there is a song that I don't know in, in in Israel we should sing, but there is a song really that talks about that, first of all, that, that people will unite, that people come together as unit. And when we unite, this is our power. And a power, it is not a power like a, an egoic power, but it is a power. It's like light has the intensity of light. Power has the intensity of power. And just the intensity and, 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 and the and the place of where it's coming from will by itself create the strength that will evaporate darkness. And we have a lot of darkness in this world. And, and uh, so we need to do everything we can do to bring the light. And you are part of it and everybody's a part of it. So thank you for being here. Thank you again, Brent Hunter. Um,
0: thank you, Elon. Knowledge management.
2: And uh, have a wonderful week. Thank you very much. I'm Ilan Azulay. Bye-bye.
0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're
1: listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to Sarah Talk
2: Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful day